I continue with the subject marry for tomorrow. I want to ask you a simple question. If you want to build your own mansion, if you want to build your house, let's say uh, a three-story building, a seven-story building, a fifteen-story building, uh, what and what will you need to be able to build? Just be with me. What and what will you need to be able to build? So, um, from the imagination, what and what will you need? You need a land first. A land that's nice. Okay. So, the imagination, what and what will you need? You need a plan. Okay, more, more. Oh, come on, give me more. Sarasel, what do you need? You need money. That's nice. Lazar, Lazar, Lazar. Okay, my people, yeah, what will you need? What will you need? What will you need? Block, cement. Uh huh. So, Asian is again. What? Contractor. Okay, okay. So, I think we, we, we have a fair idea about what we we'll actually need when we want to build our own mansion. And you see, all these things are the preparations to the building of your mansion or your own house. Please be with me. Make sure you are on the phone. You are attentively um, listening to be blessed by this. All these things you have listed are preparation put in place for you to be able to build your mansion. Are you here? They are planning you are making for you to be able to build your mansion tomorrow. Now listen, I'm saying tomorrow because it doesn't take a day for you to be able to build. It doesn't take a day for you to be able to build. Any building, no matter how simple the building may look, if it is built up in a day, it will not be able to withstand the test of time. Are you, are you with me? Because the blocks itself need to drive up to a certain stage before you even put up the roofing or whatever you have to put in. Are you in there with me? The concrete even has to dry up. So it cannot even take a day for you to build. But even if that is so one way or the other, you are able to build it that it will not be able to resist the test of time. I need brick building. Because you can obviously use container to build in a day. You can obviously use a kiosk to build in a day. You can use other materials, but talking about brick building here. And now if we are going to just suppose um, a relationship to a building also, then we should be able to know that a relationship cannot be built up in a day. So take a building for instance to be like a relationship. You cannot build up a relationship in a day. There are some of us who uh, by simply having meeting someone and having some butterflies in our bellies or in our tummies and we say like it looks as though i've known you for a very long time even though today is our only first meeting that thing doesn't sustain relationship that thing that you meet someone and it feels as though you've known the person for a very long time where have you been all this while it doesn't sustain relationship those crashes doesn't sustain relationship because relationship is not built up in a day. Tell someone relationship is not built up in a day. Some of you want your relationship to be all perfect just in a day. And because uh, you've met the person the first day, it was good and rosy. Everything in your five years, in your two years, in your ten years marriage or relationship should be all rosy. It's not going to be like that. Are you here with me? All those things doesn't sustain a relationship. There are things that sustain relationship. And I know some of you will be talking about patience. Some of you will be talking about understanding. Some of you will be talking about tolerance and so forth and so forth. But they are not the main essential to the sustenance of a relationship or a marriage. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? So it takes some time for a relationship to be built up. And if you are going to be building, it means it is work. Relationship is work. Relationship is commitment to work. If you are not committed to work, 
the relationship will not grow. It relationship cannot be all rosy on its own, and relationship cannot equally spoil on its own. It is work. It takes work to build up a relationship to be all that is perfect, and it takes work to also destroy a relationship to be all bad and rotten. Are you here with me? I always say this statement: It takes two to make a right, and it takes two to make wrong. If 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 a breakup happens, it doesn't only take one person. If the relationship also works out, it doesn't take one person. It is two people's faults, but it depends. One one's fault may be higher than the other, but it can't only be one person's fault. Unless you just you just don't want to accept your mistakes. But every building, we can all agree to the fact that every building needs a foundation. Every building needs a foundation, and when a foundation is being laid up for every building, it's being concreted. You see, when the building is being laid down, use concrete on the floor to floor the foundation before the bricks and the pillars are erected in any way. Now, there are many relationships in these days that are not concreted by its foundation. They are mortared. You see, when you have a foundation, you don't use mortar to cover the foundation and then you start building. Use concrete. Are you here? But there are some of us who don't concrete our relationship the foundation of our relationship is not concreted it is mortared and so with time it can be eaten up weeds can grow through it and even sometimes even when it is even concreted when the concrete is not well done weeds can grow through it some people go to an extent of even using a rubber to cover the floor first after they put up the sand and then they do the concrete to prevent weeds from growing but because most of us do not do the concrete well or do not use a, uh, the right materials and we only do mortar, we end up having weeds growing up and the foundations of our relationship. And then two years down the lane, we begin to question if the person I am with is the right person for me. Because the foundation is being destroyed and so it is questionable because weeds are growing. If the foundation is well done, weeds will not be growing. Are we here? Are we here? So, there are three major things that set us the foundation to every relationship success or, or every marriage success. Most of us neglect these three major foundations and some of us even only take into consideration two of it and we leave one major one and it destroys everything. Number one, what you will need as a foundation for your relationship to be success or your marriage to be a success is love. Love is God and God is love. So, I'm not going to mention God here because if I mention love, it means God as well. Are you with me? Love encompasses the equation God. Now, there are some of you who will be saying, okay, every relationship needs patience. Every relationship needs understanding. Every relationship needs faithfulness, A, B, C, D. But you see, the need of a relationship is different from the need of your relationship. Are you here? So, when you are going through counseling and you are being told that, um, uh, your relationship or every relationship it needs blah 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 you shouldn't just listen to that and just move on because that may be what the person needs in their relationship but is that what you need in your relationship because if my relationship needs understanding yours may need something else are we here yours may need a different fruit of the spirit of god but then all those fruit of the spirit of god can only be fueled by love are we here so the major thing you need here is love and love is god and patience and all those things are part of love they are the product of love without love you cannot be patient without love you cannot be understanding without love you cannot be tolerant without love or without god you cannot be faithful to your partner so everything boils down to love 
That is why I'm not mentioning all the other aspects that you may expect me to mention. But they are all inside love. Now, the second thing you will need in a relationship to be successful or um, to be sustained is purpose. So love, and I've explained what love actually means here. And then purpose, 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 purpose. Number three is yielding. These are the three major things you will need to sustain a relationship or to have a good marriage. Love, purpose, and yielding. Love, purpose, and yielding. You know, most people are able to love. They have a partner who they have the same purpose, the same direction they are moving. But the problem is that you will see people who have the same purpose. I've met someone. This person is the will of God for me. I prayed and God answered. A prophet gave me a word that this is my husband. And yet we are still broken up. Did God like? No. Did we not love ourselves? Yes, we do love ourselves. Even still we do love ourselves. But why did we break up? We refuse to yield to the love. We refuse to understand our faults. We refuse to be patient. We refuse to do so many things. Are we here? We refuse to yield to the change of the Holy Spirit in us. So we know we love this partner. We know we have the same purpose. But we, we, we are refused. Are you with me? Am I speaking it well? I was saying, you are supposed to yield to the love. You are supposed to yield to the patience. If, if you are an impatient person, you will not become patient automatically because you love someone. But you will need to yield to love, to learn how to be patient towards this partner. But most of us do not yield. So we will still be in love, we will still have purpose, and yet we will break up the relationship because we did not yield. Some of us, we love each other, we have the same purpose. But you see, we don't yield to committing ourselves to make sure that relationship will work. Sometimes it's only one partner who's trying their best to make the relationship work. The other partner doesn't care. Sometimes it's both of them, they don't even care. Anything can happen. And some of them will be, instead of them to be making plans to yield together, a month for a month. And so if one person is making efforts to make the relationship work, it will still not work. It has to be two. It takes two to agree. It doesn't take one to agree. It takes two to agree. So the book of Matthew chapter uh, 14, the verse 28 to the verse 13. It says that anyone who wants to build first considers or counts the cost of the building before entering into a building project. So if you are going to build anything, you will need to first count the cost, man of God. Matthew 14, 28 to 30. Mm-hmm. Or Luke. Or Luke chapter 14, sorry. Okay, so which of you wants to have a building and doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost before it enters into the building? Now, mind you, any of us who wants to enter into a relationship because we met someone and it seems as though we have met the person for a very long time, we must still sit down and use our mind to calculate the cost in meeting this person. This person I have met, that it feels like I'm crashing for this person, that it feels like I'm in love with this person, we must still use our mind to sit down and calculate the cost. Because if you don't calculate the cost, Peter goes ahead to say that they will look foolish because they will start building and they will not end up building the building. They the, the will end halfway, it will be uncompleted. Like some of us enter into relationship and we break up. So it becomes an uncompleted project. Okay, man, I'm going to continue. 
So you've laid the foundation, you've entered a relationship yourself. And it's unable to complete mm -hmm. the building. Mm -hmm. All who sees it will begin to point and gear at him. Mm -hmm. Saying, mm -hmm. This man began to build and was not able he was not able and worthy enough to finish it. So people will look at you, think we're not very fast. Everyone is beginning to see that they breakfast at Chino, breakfast at Chino. They've served there or they've served him with breakfast. And then you see, funny enough, the person will ask, Who break up with who? <laughs> your, your, your good friends around you who ask, who now die and after who die, and you two come and say it was a mutual agreement. It wasn't mutual. You die or you die. We die or we die. It wasn't mutual. Are you here with me? Then a mutual agreement. <laughs> Are you with me? But he said that people begin to see that you have started a building, you have started a relationship, you did not count the cost, and at the end of the day, it ended up breaking off. Yes, there are many other factors that can cause a relationship to break up. Are you here? But then there must be two people in agreement to be able to make a relationship work out. Have you counted the cost? Or you are only following after your heart? Purpose is not derived from the heart. Purpose is derived from the mind. And from what mind? The mind of God to our mind. But then we will need the heart to fuel that purpose. And when I mean the heart here, I mean our emotions. Purpose is not from the heart. It is from the mind of God to our mind. Not our heart. But we will need the heart to be able to fulfill purpose. Because it is what fuels our purpose. Because sometimes, you know this is my purpose, but sometimes you just want to give up. Sometimes you are just tired. Sometimes nothing, wants, nothing pushes you to even do something. But it is the heart that will begin to give you that passion to move. Are you here with me? But you see, many of us enter into relationship only with our hearts. And we leave our mind down there. And so we enter into the relationship and along the way, we find out that, hey, this person I am with, is not he or she's not the person God wants me to be with. But to you also, you realize that it may be too late also. You are inside already. What will you do? You two, you don't want to break someone's daughter's heart. You don't want to break someone's son's heart. So you are inside. You don't want to hurt someone. Why? Because you enter the relationship only with your heart. And you not enter with your mind. Tell someone, enter with your mind. Don't leave your mind at home. Anytime we are going to fall in love, you see, our hearts, okay, our hearts, our heart doesn't need any permission from us to fall in love. Our emotions, our heart can fall in love with thousand people at a time. I've told you before. Our heart can fall in love with five people at a go. But it takes our mind to be able to say, this is the one that purpose I'm supposed to be with. I may have crash on A and we have crash on B and C. But then, when it comes to purpose, for my mind, counting the cost, this is the person I'm supposed to be with. But the heart will be feeling for someone else. So you know, you, 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 can, you can be with someone and say your mind is imagining things with other people. That, that is the heart, the fuel of the heart. And then you will see some nice energy on the status and you go like, oh, 
in a way, that is the heart. But the mind, the purpose, will have to decide that no, this is the one per purpose. The, 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 the heart can be roaming about as, as a girl that this guy, you can, you can hang up with, or it's here, sorry. Poppy, pick up. So, the mind can, can, can have to be, will have to be able to decide which one you are supposed to roam with. Because if you give permission to the heart, it will choose anyone at all. And many of us have made decisions on love based on our heart and not based on our mind. Many of us have entered into relationship because of butterflies, not because of counting the cost. And as a result of that, we only enter into relationship for the pleasure of today and not for the satisfaction of tomorrow. Listen carefully. We enter into relationships and marriages for the pleasure of today. For everyone to also see that me too, I have married so. For the pleasure of today. But for tomorrow satisfaction, we forget tomorrow's satisfaction. So the person I'm in relationship with today, the person I'm in love with today, is it going to be the same way tomorrow? Because per counting the cost, you will know that this person I am with today, tomorrow this person will not help me. So there were some people that you may have been in love with in JHS. Today, if you see them, you may not like them. If they give it to you for free, you will not take. But then again, also, there were some people that you never have any feeling for. But now they have changed. They become shepherd. Like, why did I see this thing? Why? Because at the moment, you were looking at today's pleasure and not tomorrow's satisfaction. So one day I was driving in town with Pastor Peter and he asked me a question. We were talking about marriage and everything. He said, Papa, why is it that all these big men end up getting married for this long and then end up breaking up? End up going for divorce? Five years, ten years, twenty years of marriage and then they are divorced. And I tell him that, listen, these people married for today and not for tomorrow. So at, at the long in the long run, this person seems to be not to be enough for them for tomorrow. So you can marry someone who will be perfect for you for today. When you look at your life today, the person is a perfect match. But as you begin to mature and grow in life, gather some accolades and gather some things for yourself. You will know that this man, this woman, is not good for my tomorrow. So anytime we are entering a relationship, don't only look at now, look at tomorrow. Are they going to be good for my tomorrow? Or they are only good for my now. Are they only good for my to- are they good for my to- tomorrow? Or they are only good for my today? The person you are dating, the person you are yet to date or even marry, are they good for your today and tomorrow? Or they are only good for your today? How good are they for you? How good are they for you? Ask yourself. Begin to count the cost. The person you are dating. Most importantly, even if they are good for you today and tomorrow, how would they, or how willing are they to change? If people are willing to change, then there can be a possibility that they will be good for you tomorrow. But if they are unwilling to change, there is a high possibility that they will not be good for you for tomorrow because the situation will not change. It will, the, the same way they are talking to you today, the same way they will talk to you tomorrow. It won't change. But if they are prepared and committed to change, then tomorrow there is hope. Are you here? Are you only satisfying your pleasure for today? Or you are satisfying your pleasure for tomorrow? The person you are dating, if you count the cost, are they moving at your pace? Or are they even willing to move at your pace? Are they willing to be taught to grow? Are they willing to be taught to become better? Or they want to be who they are? Are you counting the cost? Are you counting the cost now? 
So some of us are already know that hey, this person has went. Yay! Purpose no affair. Love no affair. But they are unwilling, they are not yielding. They say, but you know, hey, no. They need to count the cost. And you make your decisions for your tomorrow. Some of us are also counting. You see, most ladies, especially when they are growing, the major cost they count is not all these things I've stated. The major cost they count is their time. So, me, 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 at certain age, menopause. Some guys, some ladies, those are the costs they will be counted. But those costs doesn't matter. Sarah made us understand those things doesn't matter. Leah, Rebecca, name them. They made us and Ruth, they made us understand that all those costs doesn't matter. What matters is, is it possible that this person I am with, there will be no divorce? There will be no breakup? Are they willing to change? Love. Purpose yielding. You can have love, you can have purpose, and when you are not yielding, it will not work. You must yield as much as you have love. Don't only consider how buoyant your wedding should be, how simple your wedding should be, how family members will come and do A, B, C, D. Consider the relationship between you and this partner of yours. Are they worthy of your tomorrow? I'm asking you a question. Where you are going? Is your partner worthy of that place? Are they making themselves worthy of that place? You know, there's some guys eh, who will be good for you at that moment, especially when we're in SHS. Most ladies will go for dancers, <laughs> <laughs> sports guys, musicians. Hey, here we are school, most of them become junkies. Sorry to say. Most of them have become junkies, but those are the people that the ladies will be chasing SHS. Then when you look at, if you don't enter sports, you know the guy. If you're not entering dance group, you're not the guy. So if you want to enter some group so that you feel among, so the ladies will also look at you. But they forgot that there were some guys that were doing business in school that were selling their mother's stuffing when they come to school. Their mother's plantain chips, they were the ones selling it in, in class. And like, hey, they might be ponies out of plantain chips for class. But when we are in school, no? dance are not done in Plantain chips ran no? or that is CEO. But you see, you didn't want to enter a relationship with a plantation child because today he doesn't look it. But if you enter not for today, but for tomorrow, you are a CEO's wife. They'll be calling you first lady. Are you here? So, at the time, if me too, I was a junkie at the time, my wife will not be called first lady. But tomorrow, I'm a changed man, I'm a man of God. They're not first lady. Are you here? But the thing is, how can you see tomorrow? Are you able to see tomorrow or you're only able to see now? The person you are with, tomorrow, how will tomorrow be? Ask yourself that question. How will tomorrow be? Some of you, your partner, every day let's go out. Let's go out. Every day let's spend it. I need new hair. I need new shoe. I need new this. Every day spend it. How will they help you? How will they help you? Every day I have this plan. I have this plan, but they are not doing anything about the plan, no. Every day they have plans, but they are not doing anything about the plan. Tomorrow, will they still be talking you, or they will do something? You see, don't enter a relationship only today, but tomorrow. Tomorrow, the person that you want to enter a relationship with, the person you are with, tomorrow, how is it going to be? That is why some men also, when they are poor, they are with a particular lady. When they begin to make money, they begin to cheat. It's not really them, but it is them too. 
But the another side of it is that the person they are with is not good for when if they are rich. The person they are with is good when they are poor. Do you understand this concept? <laughs> you have to understand. <laughs> you see, it is important for us to be faithful as men, whether poor or rich. But we in our ministry, we have rich husbands. Alright. But then, as much as we must have poor and rich people, there are some people who begin to only cheat when they are having money. Yeah, but there are some people who are as foolish as enough that they are still cheating when they are poor. Now it's a different topic. We're not very sure. So, who's the most important? Everything again. Alright. But you see, some men, I have some friends who never thought of cheating. I have some particular friends. These people were faithful people in their relationship until they began to make money. Like, ah, we can cry because like, I will go give something to this person. You know, my mother said, Some move, they care. Some move, they care. You know, like, ah, why you do this? So, why? What's up? So, you like, you like. Now, what is making this current person you were with even when you were poor? Being unsatisfactory, being unenough for you when you are rich. Because they took the person for them who could be able to sort their day in day out for them the girl was sorting me out when i was born you know so it is good for me at that time but when i become rich i don't need any sorting out anymore so what they did, what can you do as a lady do you do you get this thing so most of us as ladies are sorting guys out when they are not having anything but when they become rich you are not sorting them out again now they are sorting you out what will you do again what is keeping them faithful so it is important that as a lady, you shouldn't only sort a guy out financially. Sorting out in many ways that no other lady can sort it out. Don't sort them out with sex because any other prostitute can give sex. Don't sort them out by cooking and washing. Other ladies can do those things. But there is something different about a man. There is something different about the abilities God has given you that no other ladies has except you. He gave each and every one according to their abilities. So God has given you something specific that other ladies do not have. Just like your looks. Someone may bear your name. They may try to dress like you, but they may never be you. They may try to talk like you, but they will never be you. Every lady can give the guy money. Every lady can cook for a guy. Every lady can wash for a guy. But there is something particular that every lady cannot satisfy every man. Every man cannot satisfy every lady. It's not about good sex, so forget that thing. <laughs> if it's about that, I shall want to, I shall want to take pass. <laughs> yeah. Let, 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 let's be frank with you. Tell you the truth. So you can be able to count the cost and make the right decisions. Ladies, guys, build up yourself, build up your mind. Do something much better than what you are doing. So that tomorrow, we will not think of dejecting you. So for instance, at first, we, we were not going for seminar. We were not going for business meetings. So you and I in our room, we are okay. But when we begin to go for these business meetings, we begin to go for this seminar, and we have to now interact with CEOs and big men. My wife, can you interact? <laughs> my girl, my boy, can you interact? Or I have to keep you at home and go and come. 
when I begin to keep you at home and go and come, it will begin to make me think about you. I'll begin to think, are you good for me enough? Do I always have to keep you home? That when my business partners ask me, where is my wife? I tell my wife is at home. Is my wife good tomorrow for me at home or she's good for me now? Is my husband good for me now or my husband is good for me for tomorrow as well? Are we here? Now, there are things I want to teach you. As much as we build up the foundation of every relationship, love, purpose, and building, there are other things that we need to add up to make a building complete. If a building is going to be complete, there, there, there is a need for iron rods. There is a need to erect the pillars. There is a need for the blocks. There is a need for cement. There is a need for sand. There is a need for water. There is a need for woods, roofing, zinc. What have you? Are you with me? Now, these are the things we use to build up the building after we have laid the foundation. So now, in the teaching, we have laid out the foundation. How can we build the relationship? Number one, who are you? How do I build my relationship? You will be able to build up your relationship, your marriage with any person by first knowing who you are. Who am I? Some of you, if you say right myself, you'll be lost. Because what you'll be writing will not be so necessary. I am Desmond Bodri. I am 12 years old. I come from the Bota region. I now live in Medina. Uh, I, I once lived in East Lincoln. Okay. Uh, my hobbies are my favorite food is my favorite color is it doesn't matter. <laughs> because with time your favorite color even changes. With time your favorite food even changes. <laughs> With time, your age changes. With time, why you even stay even changes. Who knows? Tomorrow I'm not in Ghana. I'll be in Asia. Oh. Oh. Well, too much money where I always want to be. Forget US. I'm not the US guy. I'm the Asia guy. That is where the thing is. That is where tomorrow is. No, no, no. That's where tomorrow is. Asia. That's where tomorrow is. You see, not today, tomorrow. Asia. Alright, just let's just go on. Who am I? Who are you? To build up a relationship, who am I? Who are you? You see, most people don't know who they are. So what happens is that in a relationship they begin to lose themselves. Because a lady or a guy can begin to tell you who you are and begin to change who you really are and to destroy you, it will make you depressed. You will lose yourself in a relationship if you don't know who you are. They can change you to become anything. You see, if you don't know who you are. Your partner can change you to become a good person or can change you to become a wicked person. Why will you think that uh, a thief will also have a wife who knows uh, he's a thief? <laughs> she doesn't know who she is. So at that moment, those doesn't know who she is. doesn't even care if there's going to be an arrest. And we here, you have an armed robber. No, no, you don't really mind. Do you know who you are as a lady? As a guy, do you know who you are? If the guy doesn't know who he is, how can he even leave your home? How can he even be the, the, the head of the family if he doesn't know who he is? If, if I don't know myself, how can I know you? Are we okay here? Who am I? And answer sincerely. Some of you will be answering and be cancelled. Because you don't actually know who you are. When you don't actually know who you are, you will get depressed even by breakup. If you know you who you are, your self-worth, you will not undergo depression. 
most people who undergo depression in a relationship or in a breakup situation is mostly because they don't really know who they are. Forget other the years that we spent together, their memories. Mainly, who am I? Who am I? If you know who you are, you can easily pick up yourself no matter how your heart is broken. You can easily heal yourself no matter how your heart is broken. If you know who you are. If you know who you are, you will know that this is where the relationship is supposed to be and supposed to go. You will make it better. And you will make yourself better to make the relationship better. Number two. Where am I headed? Direction and purpose. Number two. Where am I headed? Where am I going? Who am I? Where am I headed? What is the purpose of God for me? What is the direction God wants me to take? Some of us are just going. We take our profession here and there. At first you wanted to be a banker. Now you want to be an accountant. Now you want to be a marketer. Now you want you, you want to be a gynecologist. I don't know. Now you want to be a, a dietitian. We don't know. Every day, this the prophecy is here. Today you want to be a Muslim. Tomorrow you want to be a prophet. Tomorrow you say another teacher. See, the man of God is teaching so deep. I want to be a teacher. My God, give me this grace. Which one do you want to be? You see, this man of God is doing everything. Father, I need this grace. I need this. Tomorrow you say another one. You want to change? Every day I change your office. No. You can desire but learn to stay in your lane. What is my direction? The fact that someone is doing well by selling balloons doesn't mean that I will do well by selling balloons. Maybe I need to sell balls, but not balloons. Are we here? What is my direction? Where am I headed? Do you know where you are going? Do you know where you are supposed to be in 2023? Do you know where you are supposed to be by 2025? Where you are supposed to be? Do you know where you are headed? As a man, as a woman, do you know where you are headed? Where are you headed in this life? In this life, where are you headed? Ask yourself. Look at me. Ask yourself. Where am I going in this life? If I know where I'm going by 2030, I should know what I'm supposed to be doing by 2023. So where am I headed? Where are you headed? It's most of you don't know. You almost are. Must need my better salary. Then I call. And we'll go to the first. We thank God for the first and then we move on. Anything should happen to us. Should it be our life? Where are we headed? Where am I going tomorrow? How is my tomorrow life? How is the ministry supposed to be in two years time? In a year time? How is the ministry supposed to be? Where are we headed? In this year, what are we supposed to do? So in your relationship, before you don't even out to even plan about your relationship where it's headed. You are dating. And you, you and your guy have come back this year to even make plan for the year. Are you in a relationship at all? <laughs> Where are you headed? Because in a relationship or in a marriage, you should have a plan for the year. You should have a plan for five years' time. Your kids cannot go to any, any school just like that because there's a school that is nearby. No! You must have a plan. My kids will not go to Saito no matter the money I have or I don't have. I've been there before, but I want to give a different life to my kids. I'll, I'll, I'll send my kids somewhere that in the classroom, you see, I'm planning. In the, they'll be in class with an MP staff, the president staff, the minister staff, the CEO staff. Some prayer points to go up. 
because my kids are already connected from childhood. When they get there, oh, they remember that oh, I have a friend who was with me, blah, blah, blah. If I am the CEO of my father's company, I can make him the general manager, we work together. My child is sorted. I won't praise and praise. Are you here? See, you should plan him in the life of your kids. According to the will of the Lord, definitely. Not according to your own desires. Because if your desire is not what God wants, it will definitely fail in their life success. So begin to plan your life. Don't just go for any meeting because you've been invited. Nikoa, then I'll be come for now. Nikoa party. Nikoa dedicate. Make me know of you. What am I? You see, if I'm going to a party and I'm going to spend hundreds in this in and out, eh? Just because maybe I'll get food. I'll keep the six in the house and buy food stuff for the house. I'm counting the cost of that party. That party, what really will it do to me? If, if, if it kills bottom and it helps my mental health, maybe fine. But if it doesn't add up to my life and to take more from me, I am not going. That is why I cut down most of the meetings. It's not everywhere you invite me to go that I will go. No, 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 no. It doesn't add up to me. It doesn't make me better. So I'm counting the cost. Are we here? Count the cost of everything you're doing. Number three, that many most ladies and guys or youth do not pay attention to is that it's my guy or my spouse going that same direction. So number one, who am I? Number two, where am I headed to? My direction, my purpose. Number three, is my spouse headed that same direction? You see, most of us say we want a God-fearing lady and God-fearing guy. Should be tall, should have packs, should, should have this color, should have this hair, uh, be a gang, whatever. We say all sorts of things. But you see, God-fearing doesn't mean they are headed your direction. Because even Satan fears God. But is Satan headed the direction of the Christians? No, his direction is different. So the question is, he might be God-fearing. He might have all my specs. She might be God-fearing. She might be very prayerful. She might have all my specs. But is she headed my direction? Is he or she headed the same way or the same place I am going to? Is she going where I am going to? Ask yourself these questions. Are they going where I am going? Or they have a different direction? You are saying this plan, say, okay, I don't believe in these things. This is what I believe in. It is this or never. <laughs> Where are you headed to? Where are you headed to? If someone is telling you it is this or never, I'm not headed this direction, blah, blah. So if they are unwilling to break even or compromise, you should know it's equally a red flag, even though they are not friends. Even though they are most here. There can be a lot of people in church, but it doesn't mean that oh, you can be a member of this ministry, alright? It doesn't necessarily mean that your husband is also supposed to be a member of the ministry. Or your wife is supposed to be a member of the ministry. You can have a lot of beautiful wives, beautiful ladies in your ministry or in your church, and yet none of them there are headed your direction. They may be in a different church. How are we here? I found my own in a different church. What about you? 
sometimes also they can be in the same church but you shouldn't think that because we are all in the same church we all have the same man of god man so it is good it's good to wait hey the same man of god doesn't mean the same direction no. the same papa doesn't mean the same direction <laughs> let me tell you man. oh we have the same man of god he knows us we can't even call him and even we speak it doesn't mean you are headed the same direction no. you see god fearing you see they can be christians but are they headed my direction? Are they headed my direction? Sometimes they may not even be Christians, but they are headed your direction. They, they will fall in love with you, they will have purpose with you. And by that union, they can be changed. Some of you, even your husbands, your wives are not Christians yet. <laughs> so don't go and say, he's a Christian, he can pray. When he leads prayer, the whole church is vibrating. Is he heading your direction? <laughs> when he lays hands, when he feels caught, he can prophesy. Is he that? Is he headed in the same direction as we are going? But you see, I cannot born in the bastard. <laughs> till you don't mind. <laughs> oh. Number four, commitment or oneness. Commitment or oneness. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, the verse 6 to 7. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 6 to 7. Yes, please. And God said, mm-hmm. Let there be a firmament. Yes, please. The expanse of the sky, mm-hmm. in the midst of the waters, mm-hmm. and let it separate the waters below from the above. Below from the above. Below from the above. Mm-hmm. The seven. Mm-hmm. And God made the firmament the expanse mm-hmm. and separated the waters mm-hmm. which were under the expanse from the waters mm-hmm. which were above the expanse. Okay. And it was so. Okay, now listen. So in the beginning, the earth and the heavens, the skies, were at the same point, which were called the firmament. They were at the same point. But in the rearrangement of the Father, He caused the expanse to begin to divide itself, and He caused one to be above the skies, the clouds, and He caused one to be below. Are you here? And then He caused the one that is above as the heavens, and the one that is below as the earth. So we have water on the land, which is river, sea, what have you. And we have water also in the heavens, the first heaven. We read the book of Enoch, the other time, he said the, the first heavens is covered with water. Now listen, so the water was at the same level, but it got to a point where they were separated. But what we have is that at a certain time, it rains from the heaven onto the earth. At a certain time, the clouds give up rain. The heavens become full of rain, and it gives up, up rain onto the earth. Then at the certain time also, evaporation takes place. And as evaporation takes place, the water on the land evaporates. The molecular uh, condensation changes and then it evaporates into the heavens. And then when it is also full, it gives up. So listen, even though at first they were at the same point and now they became separated, they are still connected emotionally and spiritually. They may not be at the same location physically, but they are still connected emotionally and physically. So at the time, 
the the the, the, the on the land and the seas on the land doesn't give an excuse that oh because of um, gravity i cannot support you because of this and this i cannot give you rain it finds ways and means to be able to evaporate and give rain to the one in the heavens and one time comes and the one on the earth is dried up the one up there also finds reasons to give the one down the rain are we here are we here but there are many of us who do not commit and give a lot of excuses as to why we don't have to be committed we have my spiritual father in the house apostle right here will be kindly come to let's see thank you very much for coming all right so the, the, there is a certain time in a man's life where your partner can be separated from you either by country either by work whatever it may be does it mean that because your partner is not around you you are still not connected there are so many of you that because your partner is not around you you you, you feel that nine sense has been given to you to do all sorts of things to cheat to do all sorts of things to, to, to fall out of love and because your partner is not with you and now you are spending time with someone else more that person becomes your best friend and now you are falling out of love so to speak with a different partner to a different partner i think all of you should watch this thing on netflix it's called ultimatum or ultimatum whatever you call it i call it ultimatum you should watch it you have season one season two the the franco one and the usa one you should watch it it, 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 it taught me a lot about relationship and all that. How people can simply fall out of love because their partner is not right there with them. And relationship built up for two years gets broken because you met someone for three weeks. And they don't have direction, they don't have no purpose, they are only moving by today's pleasure. So the heavens rain is able to pour down. The earth rain is able to also give up rain in the form of evaporation. So as you are there, you have no excuse to be committed. You have no excuse to be one. To the book of Genesis, chapter 11, the verse 6 to the verse 7. Mm-hmm. The book of Genesis, yes, this is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And they said, mm-hmm. come let us build as a city. So they said, come let us build. Oneness, commitment. It, it doesn't take one person to build a relationship. It doesn't take one person to build a home. It takes us to build. So come let us mm-hmm. build a city. So there is the purpose. The purpose is the city. And then another tower. And the tower has been well defined. It's not just come and let's build a tower. No. Come and let's build a tower. Who stop reaches the skies? It is well defined. Your relationships, your marriage must be well defined. Where you are going must be well defined. You should not say, I am going to marry this year. So what? What are you going to do in that year after you've married? Or before you marry, what will you be doing then? It must be well defined. This year, it is a good year. We are going to be good. God is going to bless us. So what? What really are you going to do to show that God has blessed you this year? It must be well defined. And you must work towards it. Tell someone, work towards it. Get committed. We must get committed, both of us. One of God, continue. And let us make a name for ourselves. Let us make a name. That our name will not be put to shame. That they will say we started a building and we couldn't finish it. And then we are disgraced. Okay, but that is also one point that is not so cool. Let us make a name for ourselves. Your purpose is not for yourself. One, your purpose, God, and then others. So your relationship should not be based or built based on yourself, but should be built based on God and for others. A model to others, a model according to the passing of God. Are we here? Not for yourself, 
that all men can see that to my relationship is working. If no one's phone is working, my family media, my phone is working for yourself, it will break down. It will break down. Not for yourself, for God and for others. That others can follow that pattern. Others can follow that model. That if this one can do it, I can also do it. How did they do it? They refined God. But God sought to destroy this one's plan because they wanted a name for themselves. Some guys also go to date or some girls go and date into I'm dating a rich man. Which I'm dating this person. Let's bet I'll get up for themselves. And that's it go far. We were man of God. And the Lord came down to see the thief. Mm-hmm. And the tower which the sons of men had built. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, mm-hmm. Behold, mm-hmm. they are one people. Mm-hmm. And they have all one language. Mm-hmm. And this is the only the beginning of what they will do. Mm-hmm. And now nothing they have imagined. Okay. They cannot do. Alright, so nothing they imagine will be impossible unto them. But when God even saw what they were, he said, hey, this is even just the beginning of what they are doing, and they are one. As both of them are committed, this is what they are even doing at the beginning stage, at the foundation level, this is what they are doing. Hey, why did you get there? Give it to me. Because it is for themselves. But then when God sees that what they are doing at the beginning stage is even greater for his name, he supports them when he comes down. Are we here? When he comes down and he finds that the people are doing it for themselves, he is able to give permission for it to be destroyed. But when he comes down and he sees that they are doing it for him, he will then support for it to be done for his glory. Are we here? So this the problem with this tower is not because they wanted to build a tower to enter the heavens. No, even though it is possible, the problem here is that they wanted a name for themselves. Me too, I I I date this kind of girl. Me too, I I I married this kind of guy. My husband get money, my mama boy, he get dress. It is so told, they know you don't lie. They get here. So what? For yourself. But about God. So oneness, commitment. Mind you, it shouldn't be only one person who is committed to the relationship. It shouldn't be only one person who wants the relationship to work. It must be both sides. Remember, the heavens, the rain in the heavens is poured down. The water in the heavens is poured down onto the earth as rain. Sometimes it even comes as snow. Then the water on the earth also goes up. No excuses why I am not committed. No excuses why we are not one. No excuse. If we have love, we have purpose, we must yield. No excuse. Remember, love, purpose, and yielding. If you don't yield, it will not work. So the rain, the rain or the, the water in the heavens yield. The, the, the water on the earth, sea, river, also yield unto giving out rain in a different form. But many of us, when we enter into relationship, we give a lot of excuses. Man of God, I think this one, it can't work anymore. I don't want to commit myself to this thing. And the other party is trying to commit, work hard to make it work. You know how some of you broke up from some relationship? Some, it is either you were not working. I mean, you were not doing well for the relationship to go on. You were not ready to change. You were not ready to listen. It is mine or never. It is my ideologies or never. Some of you never did anything to change your life to make that relationship better. And some also, it is them. Sometimes it will be both of you. But the commitment must be two sides. Commit yourself unto oneness. Build up yourselves together. Build, tell someone, build up yourself. 
You must commit yourself together. The commitment must be two sides, not one. So what are you doing to make your relationship better? What are you doing to make your marriage better? What is your partner also doing? What is your partner also doing? The next one which I value about any other character is a teachable spirit. If the person is a weed smoker, if the person is a womanizer, if the person is a liar, A, B, C, D, name them. If they have a teachable spirit, anything at all can change about them. Anything at all can change. If they are impatient, if they are ununderstanding, if they are unrighteous, if they have a teachable spirit, everything can change. For the Holy Spirit is our teacher. We do not know how to pray, but the Spirit of the Lord teaches us how to pray. There are some people who don't allow the Holy Spirit to teach them. They, are, they live their life independent of the Holy Spirit. But if a guy or a woman has a teachable spirit, he can allow the Holy Spirit transform them through you. This is how I was before you met me. It doesn't build up a relationship. Allow the Holy Spirit transform you through that person. Teachable spirit. Just someone teachable spirit. So either the person has anger problems, either the person has talking problems, either the person has unrighteous problems, either the person has some intolerance problems. If the person is teachable, don't let that person go. Huh? For tomorrow's sake. Because the person you will leave because of ABCD will go to another relationship and will change as though they were never the same person. <laughs> the guy you left because he doesn't have hair. Tomorrow when to buy beer spray, spray or something, something. Today he has beer. He's teachable. Maybe your teaching method is different. So when he was with you, he wanted to use the spray. He wanted to be bound. But when he went somewhere, the teaching method was different. That he, he, he didn't want to only do it for the person, but he wanted to do it for himself. Never change for someone, change for yourself. Remember. If not, if you change for someone, you lose yourself because you don't know who you are. Number one, don't forget that. Then again, the last but one, communication. Communication. Most of us, our relationships are suffering from communication. We don't understand each other. We can't A, but we soon can't B. There is a, a communication barrier somewhere. Communication. There are three ways you can make a communication better. Number one, every couple must learn to pray together. Every couple must learn to communicate with the father. Number one, if you have a communication problem or you want to better your communication with your partner, you both of you must learn to talk to God, not individually, but both of you first. Both couples must learn to communicate with God. The other thing Pastor Peter said something. He said, a family that prays together is a winning family. Are you here? And that is true. If you are able to pray together with your spouse, you will win always. You will understand yourself in communication because the heart of men are in the hands of the Lord. He moves it anyhow he wants it. But if you are unable to communicate with the Father, how can the heart of man be transformed for your sake? Number two, you must learn to communicate with your partner through the Father. 
Get it? I didn't say communicate with the partner. I said communicate to your partner through the father. So for instance, you want your partner to do something. He or she seems not to be able to understand it. You can tell what to tell them. That was the model that Mary used and it never failed. The angel of the Lord came to Mary and said, You shall be pregnant, the spirit of the Lord shall come upon you. ABC. Mary herself was confused by saying, If it is a Lord, why not let it come? She told the situation to Joseph. Joseph not believed. There was a communication problem. Joseph was born. How can you tell me this story? How is this impossible? Joseph went to sleep. The angel came to Mary. Angel said, Joseph, blah, blah, blah. Now the angel himself spoke to Joseph. When Joseph woke up, he didn't have communication problem again with Mary. He was able to understand Mary now and move Mary from the country where they were to a different country for the baby to be back. But the problem here is that they were communicating, saying the same thing, they never understood themselves. Until Mary spoke to the messenger of the Lord. We should learn to communicate with God as purpose and communicate to our partner through God. And then when we communicate with our partner, understanding is made. Another reason why you must communicate with your partner to God is because, number one, if you and your partner are having an issue and every day you pray together, you know that you can't pray to God with an issue in your heart. He will not answer. So it is easier for you to solve it before you enter prayer. So it even solves your problem faster. You will not have carry over problems. But if you don't pray together and we have problems, Say, But you can't do that if both of you are praying to the Father every day. You are constantly speaking to the Father. Because there are some of you like that. You are not caring, but you are not caring. You are not caring. You are not caring. You are not caring. But you are not caring. You speak the word like you are, you are a word spitter. You understand? But there is a fault somewhere. We must learn to communicate with the Father together. Don't say that my partner is not a believer. My partner doesn't like church. My partner doesn't like praying. Teach them. Teach them. You two, you were taught. Teach them. Then talk to the Father. Find a way to talk to the Father, to talk to the person. They will come and apologize. The same person that might apologize will come and apologize because the father has spoken to their heart. Talk to the father and then talk to them, everything will be cool. Now, lastly, we should be able to learn to yield. Because all these things that I've taught you about today will not matter if we don't learn how to yield. We can't be able to be better. The relationship cannot be built up. So yielding, though the last thing is the most important as well. We must yield to change. We must yield to become better. We must yield to make ourselves known to the Father. We must yield to make the Father also know, make us known to ourselves. Can you please be upstanding?